0: Hello! Did you miss me? I missed you. Did you miss me? I missed you. Did you miss me? I missed you. Hi, guys. Well, hello. Fancy meeting you here. What are you doing here, stranger? (sighs) Ah, you can tell I'm a little bit rusty, and it's going to take me a little bit to get back into things. Hopefully not too long. Hopefully that old experience bar, hopefully all the uh, autonomic memory starts kicking in pretty quick, but I wanted to speak to you guys from the heart, and just give you a little update, and say hello, and say I missed you, and say please say hello back, because I've been lonely without you. Uh. So first off, I am doing better, not faking it, um... It's taken a while for the meds to kick in. I'm on new meds. And it's taken some time just to kind of breathe and decompress and kind of go through a lonely, dark period. So before I go any further, you know, mental health is really under attack on a lot of fronts, I think, these days. I'm definitely not the only one feeling down. And in... A lot of your messages of solidarity and kindness and just reaching out—it's—it's it's very clear to me that many of you are also having some issues, or people you love are having some issues, and on and on it goes. So, just be forewarned. Uh, I'm going to talk about some heavy shit, and I—I I, I cope a lot through humor, and I, I know that you can hear that and a lot of guys will say that they cope or that humor is their defense mechanism and then they'll say the most wretched shit under the disguise that it's a joke none of that but you know i in a way being super depressed is hilarious right it's very deadly it's very serious All kinds of conventions have to swirl around it. There's all kinds of cultural mannerisms. But in another way, it's very, very funny to be just so depressed that you're thinking about clocking out early. Not just laying in bed too much, not just losing interest in things that you like, but like really wrestling with the old eternal pit. And for me... I, I adamantly believe that you die, and that's it. And I believe that when I'm happy, I believe that when I'm satisfied, I believe that when I'm up. You get one life, and then it's done. That much we all agree upon. And then I think, at the end of that life, right, there's no, there's no second stage, there's nothing after. It's a wonderful concept, but for me, you only live on for a short while after, after the big death. I was going to say the big D, but that's something I'm packing between my thighs. After, after death, you live on through people who love you, who recognize you, who share your work, who share stories about you. And that's it. And then I came across a romantic notion a long time ago. You die a second time. After the last of that is gone. Because it doesn't last forever. Eventually, nobody knows your name. Eventually, it's all just gone. And I think that that's cool. (laughs) I think that's just fine. A lot of people struggle with that. They, they want some kind of immortality, but every statue, every document, every name in history, it all goes. And that's fine. With me. When I'm very, very depressed, I'm like, well, let's just fucking speed up the process then. Right? Let's just, let's just hurry that up just a little bit. And then I find it very, very difficult... ...to get that kind of thinking out of my head. So it took a while this time around. And I'm sorry for that. I I wish, from the bottom of my heart, I never got depressed. That it wasn't part of me. But it is. And unfortunately, a lot of the things that you might like about me... ...honestly have come from that depression lifelong, from that major depressive diagnosis, uh, major, major depressive disorder diagnosis. Oof, too many Ds. And it's, it's just something about me. So this isn't the first time I've done therapy. It's definitely not the first time I've done medication. It's not close to either. And, this is, and that was a big part of this time around was therapists are just booked They're booked out. I've tried so many kinds of medication. (sighs) And, um... It's it's hard to get back on the horse. After the horse has let you down so many times before. And so... I I took some time. I could have kept going, but there was a certain point when I realized you're just going to do this until one day you yourself off, right? Like, if you don't step back and if you don't make some changes, you're just going to roll right until you can't anymore. And that was a hard thing to acknowledge. And it was even harder to tell you all because I realized that several weeks before I pulled the plug. And I was like, oh, yeah, that's true. And then I kept going. (laughs) Like I said, there's a kind of incredible humor about being incredibly depressed. You're like an even more boring zombie. (laughs) Because zombies, you know, at least the classic 20th century version... Zombies go, brains, brains. You're depressed. There's no brains. There's no, like, magic, one thing I still want. Driving force. So you're even more boring than a fucking zombie. At least I am. Uh, I know that there's a kind of depressed person out there, grass is always greener, where they, they have major episodes and like they flip tables and and they scream, and they do interesting things. They're like, fuck it, and they take all the money out their bank, and they tell people off, and they go to Vegas, and they spend it all. Ah, that sounds so cool compared to what I fucking do. I just sit there. Right? In a period of sobriety and everything, I just sat there. Ah, fucking hell. And just felt the weight of it. Like like the opposite of Atlas, right? Not holding up the world, but wanting to untether from it. And just fighting that. For a long stretch there, I just look at my cat every day and know that she was the only reason I was still here. And not in a good way. I mean, I don't know if you could ever make that in a good way, but just like, I'm only here until you die. And then, boy, howdy, am I going to write my... (laughs) going to write a couple of people a note and then check out. And that's really where I was for quite some time. And if that hurts to hear, I am sorry. But it is entirely true. So, took a while for the meds to start kicking in, after they kicked in. I was <laughs> in this weird, nebulous zone where I wasn't totally depressed, but I was just angry that I let myself fall down to where I got. Right? It's a weird thing. I started coming out of that deep, deep depression... And immediately, I was just overwhelmed with how frustrated with how stupid I am. Which is not that weird of a feeling for me, even when I'm not in a depressed episode. Uh. <laughs> like just looking at the dishes and looking at the trash that's piled up and what have you. And I even have a great excuse. But that, that was the first sign that I was really coming out of it. Second sign I was really coming out of it is my erections came back, uh, without you know like being forced, without having to slap my balls before I press the record button. I uh, know, but it's true. Hey, man, it's still physiologically, it's all still plugged in, but like emotionally, that wasn't happening. So I started getting erections again. I was like, hey, it's like a, it's like a thermometer, right? Pops up, you know, the the stupid red kind that they plug into turkeys to try and make them foolproof. <laughs> It's like that. It's got, it popped up. It's got a different kind of color than the rest of everything else going on down there. I was like, "Okay. Okay. There's a there's a little there's a little happiness barometer. It's fantastic cuz I'm still, you know, depressed. I'm not as depressed, and I I'm lonely, and now uh, now I, now I got to deal with that horniness again. Great. Good sign. So <laughs> That started to uh, that's sort of moving through. And just as weird as it is when you fall into a depression, because you don't... You're not just doing fine, and then one day you wake up and you go, what's the point? Right? It takes a while. It's a saunter. It's not quick. Not for me, at least. You end up there. You didn't realize you were going there. So in the same way... I woke up and I was like, wow. You know what I could really go for? God. I could just Oh, you know what I haven't had in a while? Is a hamburger. Big old cheeseburger. Haven't had one. Don't make them right at home for some reason. I can do much more complicated recipes. For some reason I've never really landed the Smash Burger. In fact, all of my hamburgers, uh, they're not the best. I come from a long line of men who think that they made decent hamburgers and they were all fucking trash. (laughs) So that was the third thing that made me realize I'm recovering because I had this craving. It was good. I didn't even satisfy it. I still haven't. I want it from a specific place. What a burger. And I still haven't had it. I'm going to save that for a treat one day. I want it, obviously. I'm like, yeah. Oh wait. Oh wait. There's other stuff I want to I want to get done first. And so if you don't know this about me, I uh for for almost 2 years now, I am on a steady breakfast. Uh Do you know what the term solved state means? It's a fucking game. I mean, it's a math term, but it's a a gamer term. And the concept is when you first start playing a game, there's a lot of information, and it goes this way and that way, and, uh, you know, you have to learn it all. But eventually, if you play a game long enough, you'll figure out most games have, like, an optimal series of things you can do. There's a best thing you can do at any given time in a game. And once you have that, it's a solved state. Breakfast is a very confusing time. I think for a lot of people, especially if you're overworked, if you're stressed, if you've got a lot going on, if you have a lot of people depending on you, oh man, breakfast. You were hallucinating, and your body was vibrating, and you weren't even 100% you anymore because your brain large portions of it were shut down just moments ago and now you got to return to consciousness and you got to plan what you're doing and then you got to eat and then you got to already with all that stuff and all those errands and everything you have to do by a certain set of time and then you got to eat ah fuck me that's hard no i don't I don't, I, I don't blame anybody for skipping breakfast I really don't. But I came across this recipe for... It's like everyone says eat oatmeal, right? All the time. You read anything about nutrition from like actual, you know, nutritionists and, you know, physicians and groups and shit. Nobody disagrees with oatmeal. There's no oatmeal hater out there. They caution you about what you put in the oatmeal... Nobody says oatmeal's bad. Is it good for your heart? It's great for your heart. How about your digestive Great for your digestive So There's no part. Nobody disagrees. Cardiologists, every, everybody loves oatmeal. Right? Nobody fucking eats. <laughs> so I read this great concept about soaking oats overnight. Throw some chia seeds in there. Why not? And then you have... In the morning, just a cup of oats. And so I did that, but I hated it. Right? I had my oats in the morning. I put the fucking yogurt in. I put the um, straw. Blah. Then I read, just make that a smoothie. I did that, and I said, perfect. And I've been doing it since. And even in my depression, right? So easy. Because I just, you get done drinking it. You clean out the cup, give it a good scrubby-dubby, right? You make the next one for the next day, and then your depressed ass comes back to the fridge the next day, and there it is. And then you can just repeat that, even in a depressive episode like a motherfucker. I know, because I've done it. So breakfast is a solved state. I just have the same breakfast every day, and it's Nutramush, is what I call it. Different fruits, different yogurts, depending on what they go on sale... Same oats, same chia seeds, same nut milk every time, but boom, and so i if if you're really depressed and you've got that good block of nutrition right there, you'd be amazed at how much you don't have cravings or needs when it comes to food, how it doesn't sound satisfying i would I'd be clicking through on the fucking internet, and I'd be looking at stuff, and I'd see like. Lobster, Florentine, beef Wellington. I'd be like, uh huh. Maybe I should drink another shake. <laughs> More Nutramush, please, because I don't, I don't really want to spend. Mu- I don't want to. I don't know if I feel like I can make a grocery list today. I'll just, I'll just make another shake. <laughs> it's the secret that Slim Fast wants no one to know about. Once you get once you get hooked on oatmeal fucking smoothies, it's all over, all over for the entire weight loss shake industry. It's all gone. Why would you drink those pieces of shit? You can just g- drink. Oh, there's something so satisfying. My blender cup is huge. I think it's thirty two ounces. Uh, so like. By the time I get d- done drinking one of those bad boys, depending on the fruit and how much yogurt went in there, we're talking 400 to 600 calories of pure nutrition. You know, of fiber, of 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 vitamins. You know, <laughs> it's not 400 to 600 empty calories. It's not like cookies. I can, you know, it can eat thin mint cookies for the rest of my life because it would be short. Like if like if you could just. I could just eat them until I literally died. 50, 60, I don't know how many sleeves of Thin Mints it would take to kill a man, but I'm willing to fucking find out. No, i you know what I'm talking about. There's stuff that satiates you, and there's stuff that doesn't. Oatmeal fucking satiates. Okay? So even a depressive episode, gluck, 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 done. And so, realizing that I wanted this hamburger, great moment. Right? Sipping on my Nutramush day 500 whatever a sipping on my Nutrimush and I'm like man I could go for a fucking ooh fucking fried zucchini slice yeah yeah it was a good moment and then I had another good one a little bit later on when I realized you know I'm still having trouble with my foot but it is getting better and I realized I wanted to start cleaning up for Christmas, because I couldn't set up for it last year. And I realized this was a great sign for two reasons. One, I wanted to not, like, like, not just clean out of shame or obligation, right? But clean up because I wanted to do something in the future. Something that wouldn't come for a while. Not like I should clean this up so I could set up Christmas now. I want to clean up so that I can set everything up for what is going to happen, and that'll be nice. It'd been a long while since I had a thought like that. In fact, I tried to think about it once I realized I had it. When was the last time I was looking forward to something? Really looking forward to something? And I realized it had been a long time. Like, a video game doesn't really count. Not in my opinion. I love them, but... Come on, media doesn't really count. It's the last time I was looking forward to doing something. Being someplace. And that's... When I realized... And that's when I realized that was a good sign. That I was having... Positive thoughts about the future. That I... Wanted to start preparing for them now. Not one day, not wistfully, but I started straightening up right then. Made sure that, um, you know, made sure that I knew where all the boxes, where the lights were and everything. I could just set up the tree. Get some lights going. And that was a really nice revelation. Like a series of... And it's not like it's a straight line. It's not like I just kept getting better and better. It's up and down. It's ebb and flow. But I am feeling a lot stronger. I am feeling a lot more confident. Uh, It's very strange. I don't... I don't quite know how to quantify this next bullet point. But there is something so comforting in the fact that women still want to have dates with me, that they still want me to perform their fantasies, write them and and all the rest, that they still want to reach out. I, I don't want to cry. But... I just wanted to say thank you, not not just in general, but specifically to all the women who really made me still feel valuable in this time, in that way. I don't, I I don't know if I deserve it, but I'll take it. And that I and I acknowledge that I'm lucky to get it. I started this episode, depressive episode. Off just really being mad at John Fetterman it's not really it's not about him in any way, I promise it's not about his politics, it's not about his personality. just the fact that just you know he he got to I was angry at him because he could take his government health care and his government paycheck and go and check himself in. And I just thought, what a fucking luxury! Like, how many people are on a wait list right now? And you know, in that specific area, got notched back just a little because a senator kicked him off the list, right? And I mean, all of that is still true. I, I, intellectually, I acknowledge that all of that is correct. <laughs> Your wait for healthcare gets kicked off the moment somebody important enough just according to administration of of the medical system, says, okay. And that fucking sucks. But that's the world, and most of us figure it out somewhere around high school. Some of us, like me, are late bloomers. And that's right when you're depressed, and when you're angry at something that's true. Boy, that's a hard conversation to talk yourself out of. But as I'm on the other side of the slope, as I'm now climbing out of the valley, I just want to acknowledge that I am lucky. And yeah, sure, I don't get the resources of a a high-level government official. But boy, do I get so much more than a lot others. You know, there were years in this life where I didn't get a compliment from a woman. Entire years, and that's just a compliment, so even compared to myself, I know how lucky I am, and so i I know repeating a phrase can make it can make it seem less valuable, but thank you wouldn't wouldn't be here without you. That's the truth. As I, as I try and cobble together and figure out more things that I'm going to do to make my life more whole, I just want to assure you that this really has been the most amazing journey. I am just Jack, between my own ears. Being, being the Grey Knight with you, for you, and because of you, has been a wild, wonderful, rewarding experience. And I am sorry to anybody who feels let down. I was just run down. I just couldn't see tomorrow, even if it was right there, even if it was right there. It was too far away. So, did you miss me? Because I missed you. <laughs> One last thing on the depression is terrible, but it's funny. Suicidal thoughts are. Absolutely terrible, but boy, are they fucking funny. You know, in a in a cosmic sense, in a in a lifelong sense. I I do have one piece of advice for absolutely everybody out there about depression and suicide. And I don't think anybody else has ever suggested it. This might be some real homespun wisdom. This might be uh, a Jack original. I'm pretty sure it is. <laughs> and that is, never, ever, ever, ever research your fucking suicidal method on Amazon. You, you want to look? You want to take a little peek? All right, I know a lot of mental health advocates and advisors are saying, D- don't entertain any... I mean, sure. But like, if you're already in the rabbit hole or whatever, you know, I'm just... You hear, you hear a loved one is, you know, doing research on it. Just tell them to never look their shit up on Amazon, right? Because at one point, when I was very, very low, I figured out what my clock-out method was going to be. And, you know, I was just looking around for it on the internet, as you do And all the links kept taking me back to fucking Amazon because that's how Google works anymore, goddammit. used to be a great search engine. Uh, I tried using DuckDuckGo, fuck that shit. And let me just say, straight up, (laughs) right? You look at your suicide method on Amazon, you look at the shipping and all that, it's already fucking hilarious because, like, even bef- like, I never even put any of it in my cart or nothing. Just looking at the pages, just following the links back and what have you. Already, it's like, here's the price of it. Sure. That's not, a, that's not a concern anymore. But then, like, it's the shipping and you gotta choose. <laughs> do, you, do, do you want it two days? You want Prime? You can, you can get them both. We'll give them to you for free. First month. Come on. How, hey, you may, you already made your decision. How quickly you want this? Because we're betting the cards are not going to get declined in the next couple of months. So, you know, come on. You want it or not? Don't say you want to do it in 10 days, you fucker. You know you want it in two or three. So already, right out the gate. Pushy, pushy, pushy. <laughs> but here's the most fucked up thing, Right? Because I swear to you, I didn't order it. Didn't put it in my cart. Up and down. Here's what I did not know about Amazon. <laughs> months after, and I mean literal months after that low, low point. Just sitting there, minding my own business, listening to some music, petting the cat, and I get a fucking email. <laughs> And the email is from Amazon like, Hey, Jack, did you still want to fucking die? Come on! Come on! You haven't bought anything from us in fucking months. We know you were looking at this. Do you want to die? Come on. Two days shipping. Let's go. Amazon hawking my suicide method at me months after the moment had passed. (laughs) All excited and using their... Corpo cell speak. Ah, we can best quality. We can we can get it to you in two days, three tops, guaranteed, guaranteed returns. (laughs) What a fucked up moment that was. Cannot stress enough. What a strange like. (laughs) ha. I mean, I don't want that hamburger so bad. So don't you or any of your loved ones do that because in a moment of weakness, Amazon will absolutely like, come on, man. Hey, I don't want you to die, but a hundred bucks is a hundred bucks. All right. Well, uh, that is the end of of the super heavy talk portion. Thank, thank everyone who listened to it. Uh, I did want to come back. I like to be a man of my word. Didn't definitely didn't do the whole one episode every week this year. It was a good attempt. Didn't quite play out, but um, I did. Uh, you know, I do. I do make promises. And I like to fulfill them. I don't like empty promises. That's my childhood in a nut sack. Nut bag? Nutshell. Yeah. One of those, yeah, nuts, one of those funny words, depending on what you hyphenate it with or the words you combine with, it's either totally innocent or very dirty. Uh, I just wanted to... I just wanted to cross one of those promises off the list. Very important to me. Very, very important to me. And if you're a long-time listener of the show, you'll know exactly how important it is to me. So, uh, in a not dark, but still very serious, from-the-heart moment, I... I realized when I was going to record this that I had to talk about something, and I had to say it, and I had to mean it. And so here we are. From... Season two is one of the craziest fucking things I've ever seen. All right, don't roll your eyes and don't dismiss me just yet. Come on, just let me talk about it. I wanted to talk about it with you guys. I just, I didn't have the energy at the time. And I just, I need to tell you about this fucking thing. Because if it was on for an hour every single day, I would watch it for an hour every single day. And after that hour was over, I would go, What the fuck is that? What am I doing with my life? And then I would do it again the next day, eagerly. Just cross my arms, sit forward, the whole fucking thing. For those of you who don't recall or don't know, there's a TV show called From. And it was already, in season one, the craziest fucking thing that I ever got excited about. I was just browsing TV shows. Never heard of it. A whole season right there. Why not? Love the main star. Can't pronounce his name. Harold Perrineau? Perrineau? I never never fucking do interviews or any of that shit, so I don't know what actors' names actually are. Her name is Zendaya? That was Zendaya. I never know. People always get so offended when you mispronounce an actor's name. It's like, what the fuck? I don't care about the fucking actor's name. I care about their acting. So I thought, sure, I'll just watch this thing. It's a show called From, I Think. Because it's a magical town filled with monsters. Bear with me. And everybody in the town arrives there from a different place. They're all driving along, and it's part of the mythology of the show. Swear to Christ, it's going to sound like I'm making it up or misrepresenting it. Part of the mythology of the show that you're driving from different places across the, mostly the U.S. And then one, one moment you're in a forest, which has got to be strange if you're driving through Arizona or something, one second. Right? Driving through the fucking desert. And then all of a sudden there's a forest because it's always a forest. Why? Because you're driving through the forest and then you see a tree in the middle of the road. Everyone's seen the tree. Everyone who lives in the town filled with monsters. And then you see birds overhead. In a weird way. And then you're in the town. And you're stuck in the town. You can't get out. What? That's the premise of the show. And if you think they explain it, they don't. And there's monsters. And if you think they explain the monsters, oh, they don't. And we spend the whole first season with people just living in this town, dodging the monsters, mostly successfully, sometimes not. Nobody asking any questions or making any plans or anything. And then season one ends with the guy, our our guy, Harold, going, hey, maybe we should see if, see if we could walk out of here, because you can't drive out, but you know, We've, we've never tried walking out of this town before. <laughs> let's, just, let's just walk through the mountains. And then he walks through the mountains and he sees incredible strange shit that shouldn't exist. Uh, like a lighthouse in the middle of a forest where there's no water or anything like that. He sees spider women and then they never bring it up again. They're spider people. Not a big deal, I guess. Already... If you're saying this sounds stupid or this sounds wrong, yes. Yes, it does. Yes, it is. And yet, I was so excited for season two because I'm like, well, they're going to have to go more bonkers. They went more bonkers. They went more bananas, friendos. They did. They did. I couldn't believe it. I honestly could not. They spend the entire second season doing nothing. What? We already had a season of that, Jack. You just said season 1 was this, just them dodging the monsters. I know. And in season 2, they do even less of that. The monsters get a get a few licks in in the first season. The second season, they introduce a whole busload, literally, a, lo- a, bo- a load of people on a bus of new characters who just kind of stand around and talk about their grandmas. There are monsters. There are visions. There is inexplicable nonsense going on. And every single time someone makes any progress on any of it, somebody will go, I'll tell you about it another time. And then walks off screen, and they never, ever do. I swear to you, they do it over and over and over again. It is the most wonderful, glorious thing. It really, really is. I can't tell you how giddy it made me, because I watched all season two at once. I can't tell you how fun it was to wait and see how long it would take in an episode for somebody to go... Yeah, 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 we'll catch, you. yeah, 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 whatever, we'll, t- we'll talk about that later. Yeah, 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 there's magical amulets that ward off the monsters, but only if you're not wearing one. Huh? No, the building has to wear one. If the doorway's wearing the amulet, you're, you're cool. Monster can't get in. If the doorway's not wearing one, you're dead. Because <laughs> the monsters are coming in. If you're wearing one, you're dead. They start talking about where these things fucking came from and what they do. And then, uh, 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 let's let's figure that out later. I got to hear another monologue about somebody's aunt. You think I'm fucking making that up? (laughs) Uh, I'm not. It is incredible. And so, what they introduce in the second season is one of the characters, she keeps seeing what I can only describe as the kind of children that you would cast in a 90s to early 2000s rock video where you're trying to make everything really scary and intense, but a music video, right? And so this one character keeps seeing visions of incredibly pale children that cannot wait to start walking up to her and stick their arms out like they're going to claw her. And they're "Ah," and they keep saying this one nonsense word on Cooley over and over and over again. And she repeatedly throughout the season, ah, ah, those pale children, ah, ah. And then she opens her eyes and they're not there. And she does this throughout the entire fucking season. Do you I would like to once again stress there are monsters walking around this town that kill anybody that they can at any time, and that's something that she's just totally adjusted to, but she she keeps seeing visions of these children, and these children terrify the ever-loving shit out of her.'t she can't, she can't handle it. She tells her own children because she's a mother. She tells her own children, yeah, don't worry about the monsters. Everything's fine. Right? Just, you know, you sit, in, sit inside the house, get the amulet, ba-ba. Blah, blah. Monsters don't come out during the day, because of course not. Everything's fine. But then she'll see an anemic, <laughs> pale-ass, tiny-ass child, and it goes, uncooly, And she goes, ah! The whole season, that's all she does. Abandon her children and scream at ghost children for a whole season. It's amazing. And she doesn't tell anybody about it until the very end. Because they got to set up season three, which has been greenlit. So I will be talking to you and annoying you about from some more in the future. <laughs> the show is insane. If you're ever bored... October's here, Halloween's coming, you're like, ah, oh, you know, I don't know. Put it on. Because the show's got some legitimate scares. It really does. It's that They're just real far and few in between. <laughs> and I really wish the cast was shrinking instead of expanding because these monsters need to be killing a lot of these motherfuckers. A lot of these motherfuckers just talking about shit that nobody can care about. Ah, thank you for indulging me for everybody who did. Uh, on a final update, on a final thing that's a little bit more upbeat, uh, the ankle has been steadily getting better for a while now, but then especially in the last month or so, it's been just wonderful on a straight shot. Much more and more frequently, uh, I don't need a chair, I don't need a cane, uh, I, I've got a boot. I strap myself into the boot, and I make my way uh, around the house. I do chores. I get things done. Uh, No pain medication needed most days. And it just really feels like we're finally getting into the good part of healing. Um, I did consult a doctor, and they said something that... (laughs) I, I guess as women you're very like, used to hearing more than men. I I take it from listening to you that doctors do not listen to you, even less than they listen to men, uh, overall. But the doctor just said straight up, not even making eye contact or anything, just straight up said, uh... Oh, yeah, 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 ankle injuries are funny because, like, you know, this should have healed up in three months or so. But sometimes it'll take five years. And use use the phrase incredibly and notably uneven when it comes to healing uh, leg and foot injuries. So there you go. I just guess I got a low roll on the old healing. And for a long time there, it felt like I wasn't making any progress. Or if I did, I get up and then go right back down again. Uh, but for quite some time now, uh, it's it's been better. Um, really taken a lot of anxiety and frustration off because, you know, what if there's an emergency and blah, blah, blah. Uh, but now I don't have to spend as much mental and emotional energy on anything like that. I can just, I can put that all into the healing. Uh, it's It's nice. It's great to have that. I can't say autonomy, because I've been autonomous this whole time. But it's nice to have that steady sort of progress building up. Uh, notably, like, I've been able to do some gardening, I've been able to do some weeding, uh, been able to bring in groceries and all that, and I haven't needed any assistance for any of it. And that's just wonderful. So as it keeps healing, as it keeps moving forward, my I know that it's going to... to reap mental and emotional benefits. So so to everybody who said, you know, keep going, Jack, the healing will come. There was a long time there where it felt like that wasn't true. It's much more and more true uh, by the week at this point. Just very exciting, honestly. Just very, very grateful for that healing. And, you know, cross your fingers, spirit bomb it for me, because uh, I, I do need that to keep going. I do... Need to keep making progress on that one, and I'm telling you about it at this point because it seems like we're in that stage, which is just wonderful. Uh, Last year, I did make myself a pretty decent Thanksgiving dinner for being stuck in a chair, you know? Uh, But it was just meat and potatoes. uh, Very few sides and whatnot. And it was very lonely. And... uh, one thing that's been made clear to me this last month is I am for sure, you know, not only going to be able to decorate for the holidays, but I'm going to be able to cook. Like, really cook, make gravy from scratch, you know, do the whole thing. And I'm excited for that. It's, it's a small thing, but I, you know, I don't know if I'm going to be healed up enough to go and get the duck. That's a whole trek. That's a little bit of a different thing. That's a question mark but I still got some months left, yeah. Uh, but I do know whatever I'm able to get shipped in at least, I'll be able to make a real feast out of it. God, am I looking forward to a Christmas feast. A bit sad Christmas last year. It's going to be much nicer this year. I'm going to be hosting my movies on the server and all kinds of shit, and I'm really trying to get back in that spirit, unless I go droopy dog again. Either way, I'm still going to cook a fucking feast for myself, and then I'll give it all to the cat. No, I wanted to end on a high note. Not, why, why, see, I use humor too much to deflect. So, thank you once again. i um, writing. I'm recording. I don't really have an ETA, because I am shaking the rust off. But I am seeing gals. It's going well. Uh, I am. I mean, I hit the, I hit the record button tonight. It's not like today was a special or especially good day or anything. And i I you know I'm gonna do it i'm gonna figure it out i'm gonna gr- put the helm back on i'm gonna gray night again I'm gonna figure out some stuff to do you know in my jack time <laughs> and i i I'm going to you know do my best from here because what else can I do so thank you, thank you thank you. say hello if you're so inclined it means a lot to me to hear from you and let's let's see where we. All takes us, yeah. Did you miss me? Because I missed you.